When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's hope for you yet. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to our weekly review and breakdown of Ahsoka for the Kind of Funny Screencast. My name is Barrett Courtney, filling in as host for Tim Geddes, who's out on assignment, web swinging with our favorite web-headed heroes, uh, previewing Marvel Spider-Man 2. Uh, But he'll be back next week. Today, though, I am joined uh, by one of our favorite spider bros, Anthony Carboni. Oh, my goodness. Rebels fans are eating, my boy. They're eating, and, and nom, 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 nom. people who've been screaming at Star Wars to do retcons are eating as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are also uh, rounding out uh, this week's trio. We're joined by one of the most kick-ass people on the internet, founder of Pixel Opus, Sage Ryan. Sage, how are you doing today? Uh, you know, coming to you digitally de-aged like Hayden Christensen, I'm doing mm. great. <laughs> yeah, that that's I it looked uh, pretty good. It didn't look it didn't look perfect, but I think it looked pretty good. There were some moments it worked, and some moments it didn't, you know? Mm-hmm. I agree. And I'm usually somebody who's like not super I would say nitpicky about the like digital de-aging or like the CGI variations they've done of Star Wars actors. I think they're great at it, to be clear. Um, mm-hmm. But there's something very specific with Hayden Christensen that we kept seeing on this, which is the lines right here on his face yeah. that come through in a very strange way as they're trying to de-age it's it. Like, it's a very it's natural like aging the, uh... thing that's fighting with their tech. It's like when the lifestyle influencers on TikTok move a little too quickly for their filter to <laughs> filter. catch up. <laughs> Yeah, and you're, like, and you're like, oh, you have wrinkles on your forehead. I yeah. can see them. Yeah. Yeah. So he was a little bit like a TikTok influencer, I'd say. Yeah. Well, well, Peyton Christensen all- is a bit like a TikTok influencer in so many ways. Yeah, and we're going to talk all about Hayden Christensen's uh, TikTok influencing because this is the Kind of Funny screencast. You're home for all of Kind of Funny's weekly reviews of the biggest and nerdiest shows around, which you can catch here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny or on podcast services around the globe. Right now, we're in the middle of our run with Ahsoka, uh, the newest series in the Star Wars universe. But if that's not your speed, make sure to tune in next month where we will return to the MCU with season two of Loki, which I can't believe is already so close. Uh, But as far as the here and now is concerned, I want to thank our Patreon producers for the month of September who can watch the show ad-free with anyone who supports us on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny at the $10 tier or above. Jedi Master Deadpool, James Hastings, Casey Andrew, Logan Delaney, Nathan Lamoth, and Patrick Delgado. Speaking of ads, this week we're brought to you by Rocket Money and DraftKings Sportsbook, but we'll tell you about that later. Let's get into it. Ahsoka Episode 5, Shadow Warrior, written and directed by Dave Filoni himself. Sage, I want to start off with you. How are you feeling coming off of uh, last night's episode, initial reactions, all of that stuff? 
Uh, I loved the episode. I thought it was wonderful. I think it has kept such a wonderful pace with the season so far. Like, it is so perfectly episode five of this series. Um, I think that it is escalating in a way that I'm really excited about. I think every single episode has gotten more exciting um, without starting from a boring place that's been really, really wonderful. Um, it's been very interesting. I've seen a lot of the internet being like, Hayden Christensen redeeming himself for his performance in the prequels. Hey, and you shut your mouth. Hey, everybody shut, shut your mouths. Mouth. Take he your was always dirty great. mouths and wash your dirty mouths. And then he was always them. great, okay? It is a gem that we uh, n- never deserve for how we've spoken about the prequel. D- is this the finally, the like, the first time maybe he's gotten, like, a good script in Star Wars? Maybe, so, but you know what? What he did with those scripts, I always enjoyed. We talked about this when we when we rewatched Attack of the Clones, where we were just like, look— these these people are doing amazing work with honestly a director who at the time was overwhelmed with ideas of world building and technology and filmmaking in general and was just like i don't have time to direct your performances and (laughs) i also think this is what human beings sound like and if i'm wrong don't tell me carrie is not here to tell me and Lee is not here to tell me. <laughs> Anyways, I really enjoyed the episode. Um, I loved, obviously, I mean, the highlight for me is the battle. It is Anakin. It is that moment between them. Uh, I had a lot of theories last week on what that would be. I even, I texted our little group chat in between mm-hmm. this. because I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's Vader's saber. That's Vader's saber. So I was shocked when he actually pulled out Anakin's saber first. Yeah. Um, and I was confused because I was like, did I, like, was I wrong? Did I not see it right? I went back and I looked at the screenshot. In that no, shot, it, it is Vader's saber, which it obviously was. we know that escalated throughout the episode. But as soon as he pulled out Anakin's, I was like, oh, okay. I can't predict where this is going. I love this. And I love <sighs> this elaboration on Anakin Skywalker. I mm-hmm. love that we are expanding upon uh, it not just being good guy, one day bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. Anakin has that real night and day. Uh, he's our best boy, and we love Anakin, and he's just a sweet boy. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, and he's the biggest dictator in the world. Uh, but yeah, also, tell. he's a little bit of a space fascist, you know? Yeah. Right. You like, oops, all genocide. Um, evil if they're wearing, uh, depending on what bracer they're wearing on their wrist, that's how you can right. tell they're evil. But Other than that, there's no way to know. Complicated Anakin Skywalker. Uh, was an absolute treat for me. So uh, this has been my favorite episode so far. Hell yeah. Uh, Carboni, how did you feel about uh, last night's episode? Got to agree. I think uh, bringing the the sort of uh, the downfall of Anakin and the conflict of Anakin, like Sage was saying, out of um, sort of extended canon and into, uh, and not even just extended canon, but extended media and into you know, the main stage of the TV and movies where it's like a lot of us who have been Star Wars fans for a while uh, have watched the downfall of Anakin, but we have never seen it in live action on screen like this before. So that was wonderful. It was wonderful to see Tamora Morrison as Rex. It was wonderful to see some of this emotional background and conflict that I've been waiting for from Ahsoka. You know, this is something that we talked about last week. And y'all were like, we're going to get it next week. We're going to get it next week. I would have loved to have gotten a little bit of it earlier uh, just to get me invested a little bit more. But I think this episode filled in a lot of really wonderful blanks and also uh, finally fulfilled my Purgle quota for, <laughs> for live action Disney+. Plus. How did you feel, Barrett? 
Uh, I, I felt really good about it. I think this kind of this episode continued the the cadence that I've been talking about with a lot of episodes in this uh, series kind of reflecting not reflecting, but like paying homage and not like huge overbearing ways to uh, you know the other Star Wars pieces of media, right? The first two episodes felt really phantom menacey. Uh, the third episode felt like a new hope. And then last week's episode and this week's episode and uh, like together definitely feel a bit like Empire. It, and, and not in just the the ways of like, oh man, it's kind of a downer and like uh, there's a lot of learning and stuff like that. But even just like the final moments where Ahsoka and uh, Huyang are going to go off and they're, they're talking to Hera like over like uh, the, the comms like – not on the same ship and they're like we're gonna go get our friends and we'll be back like that feels those felt like the final moments of Empire in a way and yeah. uh, I, I love that we're kind of continuing that uh, that cadence here and yeah just to get into all of the the Clone Wars stuff and uh, seeing some of that brought to life yeah uh, you're I a Clone was, Wars boy I, I'm a huge Clone Wars boy and then seeing Hayden Christensen live action in the Clone Wars Anakin oh, get up was like yeah. so, so like he I, looks I, so I, cool he looks, he looks so fucking he cool. He looks just as cool as we all knew he would have looked. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and 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 seeing Hayden get to to play around uh with you know a little bit of like a bit of both of how Anakin was depicted in the movies, but also, you know, Filoni getting to work with him and mm-hmm. talk about, like, what Filoni did for for years of uh, playing with Anakin's character in the, the Clone Wars. Seeing Hayden Christensen live action get to, you know, granted he was, you know, not a part of the show, but to see him be like a part of Ahsoka's life and the live action stuff I thought was really cool. Uh, and yeah, yeah, I just, I, I adored it all. Uh, you know, there's some very obviously. Yeah. I just want to say, I just want to shout out to Matt Lanter and, and of course to Ashley Eckstein, uh, for being, for being Anakin and Ahsoka for seven years and, and, and doing the work, uh, filling in that notebook and shading in those characters to, to take Dave and the Ahsoka team to where they are today. Cause I love the two of them as, as Anakin and Ahsoka. And, yeah. and I think, you know, obviously we couldn't have had this series without their performances. So, uh, yeah. but it was great. You're right. It's great to see. It, there's nothing that compares to seeing, you know, Hayden back in the saddle. Yeah. And, and, and that, that, it, a hundred percent shout out to those actors because like when I hear Anakin, I I do hear the uh, uh, blanking on the name right now. Sorry, but Matt, uh, yeah, Matt Lanter. Yeah, Matt. Yeah. I, I same thing. I hear depending his on, voice. Depending on where, what part of Anakin's life I'm thinking about, true. I true. do hear Matt's voice in my head or or Hayden's voice in my head, and so it's cool yeah. to see the two characters like or the two versions of that character kind of like coalesce again. And I, I also loved, um, you know, I was talking to to Roger uh, this morning because he's also been watching Ahsoka and he really loved last night's episode. And so, like one of his biggest issues with it and uh, uh, something I've talked to a couple people about is like how stoic and uh, a little bit more um, held back Ahsoka has felt as a, a mm-hmm. character compared yes. to how she was in Rebels. And, uh, you know, granted, we haven't seen her really in a huge capacity almost in 10 years when you think about the Star Wars timeline, right? Because... The last time we majorly saw her was at the time where she had to like really accept that what became of Anakin was Darth Vader, right? And then she was just a we, little Ariana Greenblatt at that point. Like she yeah. hadn't even <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we gotta talk about that when we get there. But um Yeah, and then to kind of you know, see her majorly in this show be a little bit more like a typical Ronin Jedi, kind of a bit more held back, a little bit how Luke is uh, presented it like uh, in recent um, years, right? 
And to have just even the last 10 minutes of this after this, you know, Ahsoka goes through her own her own like Dagobah journey of kind of refinding herself. And we even though it's just little moments of uh, Rosario uh, Dawson's acting, it felt like, oh, shit, she's opening back up a little bit like how she was in, in Rebels, which I yeah. absolutely adored. So um, you reference was... her being like Luke. I mean, literally down to I won't fight you. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, getting and a response and, from and, Anakin of like, I've heard, I've that, heard before. that before. Uh-huh. Yeah. But even so the, way, good. the way he's talking to her, you lack conviction, like all of these things that he's saying that are very, very Vaderish. But there's oh, man, there was one line that was just it was the crux of the whole episode to me. Where, uh, where she's talking about, they're talking about the training, and my hairs are standing on end again. But they're talking <laughs> about, uh, they're talking about the training, and she says, "Oh, is this? I'm just here to fight. Like that's all I am." And he's like, "No, you're more than that." He's like, "You have to be more than that, because I'm more than that." He's like, "If you're not more than that, I'm not more than that." And we know what happens to him. We know we're in the world between worlds now, right? And this is some sort of Anakin that exists outside of time and is aware of probably the entire timeline of the life of Anakin Skywalker. He knows exactly what he's done. I mean, if he can reference fighting Luke, then he knows up until his death. He knows, like, the world between worlds is is a wild place. Your lightsabers are changing colors, things are happening, and just the fact that he says, no, you have to be, you have to be this. Because if you are not more than this, then I'm not more than this. And and I don't want to think of myself this way. Is it was such a such a powerful moment for me. And that, it was that to beautifully me was complicated. That yeah. was the moment of the episode for me. Uh there was a lot of fun stuff though. There was a An lot of great stuff. Moment of the episode, Huyang. Oh. I gotta throw it out there. Huyang staring at the broken piece of it over the cliff mm. that we know Ahsoka has fallen from before we find her again, saying I told them to stay together. Ugh. They never listen. And yeah. he's, he's just so sad. There was some great Hu Yang stuff. Hu yeah, Yang, like, when, like when when Hera asks, and I love that they like Hera asks about Ahsoka's master, you know, and like and that's happening in them. Yeah, and like the one word he asked for was like <laughs> intense, you know, and then we cut back over to the world between worlds yeah. and Ahsoka and, and Anakin. And so, it's just absolutely great. Yeah, so I mean, it, talking about sort of the these these other characters that are hanging out before we get into the the meat of the of the Anakin and, and Ahsoka stuff, uh, seeing Carson just being like, "Look, we can't get in trouble. We have to keep doing this without getting in trouble." That's been Carson's whole line that he walks. He's just like, "Look, if we don't if we don't do this when they yell at us, we don't get to do it again." That was fun to see. Uh, it was fun to see. I hate, Jason. I'm a simple Star Wars fan, and Carson mm-hmm. also references Leia. We have yeah. to acknowledge yes. that Carson oh. also says Senator Organa is running interference. Senator Organa, I, I'm a simple Star Wars fan. Yeah. I hear Organa and I go, <gasps> "Yay!" And, it, and it's we know who that is. Yeah, I love her. <laughs> and it's interesting. Best. Like they, yeah, like it specifically references like uh, Senator. Do we know it, like if and when she? Uh, I haven't read the specific book of. You know, there's the stuff that comes out where she's Vader's daughter. Does she get kicked out of the Senate eventually? Because then at one point she does, like, just is a part of the she, rebellion. Or she the... does. She does eventually. There's a smear okay. campaign against her for being Vader's daughter. I've uh, mm. That was in, I forget who wrote that book. But, um, yeah. yes, there was a book about that. But at this point she is still helping from within the inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then uh, we also have uh, Chopper and Jason are oh. there. Uh 
and Chopper, listen, I love Chopper. They're doing a great job at pulling back on Chopper enough so you don't think about him being just this weird-ass cartoon character because <laughs> uh, he really is just a weird-ass cartoon character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're doing a great job of making him fit and the um, just the relationship between him and Jason and Jason entirely in this episode uh, was cool. I, hey, everybody... Everybody gonna be a Jedi? <laughs> Cause we had we we've had shows where it's like nobody's Jedi. And uh -huh. then like in this show, yeah. it's like, but but like we'll train anybody at this point. Like, who do you want to train? And we'll do it. And if they haven't shown that they have powers, let's just show real quick that somebody has powers. Here's what I'll say. I think that's foundational to Ahsoka's show. We've got a different mm -hmm. thing for everybody's show. And Ahsoka's show so much is about her having both been an apprentice and been a master, like having been a Padawan and struggling through it. I mean, her conversation with Anakin surrounds like, do you even want a Padawan? It's not easy to do so, which is like insulting and just mm -hmm. mean. It's one of those things that just hurts her as like someone she looked up to so much that abandoned her of like, yeah, I didn't enjoy it. It almost had that like, it was hard dealing with you and I didn't enjoy it. And yeah. that like, I'm joking. I was a joke. I'm joking. Yeah. Right. And it's like, it is and it isn't. And there's this like, uh, you can't suppress that invaderness yeah. in Anakin right now. But like, I think there are so many themes of learning in this show i mean our two pairs essentially that we're watching back and forth between it i think that is foundationally what this show is and we're expanding upon what we knew to be true about the force yeah the force exists the force is like magic it exists in the world and anyone can access it some have more ability to than others some mm -hmm. manifest it in different ways than others it makes perfect sense to me and i'm all in yeah, and I mean, obviously, Jason is the as the son of, of Cain, and I mean, obviously, like, it yeah. makes sense. Because we are, while we're still doing, yes, it's magic, some people are just genetically predisposed to access magic better. Yeah. And, um, and so, and so I, I get it, and, and I'm, I am kind of making a goof, because I, I would like to see, we know that Luke's attempt to build a temple fails. We know right. that. And uh, it's interesting to see, like, it'll be interesting to learn of, like, who was there and who wasn't like, does yeah. Jason end up being one of those students? Uh, right. And then who whether... does, uh, yeah. Does Ben, does Ben just, and that's the end of Jason. And yeah. then also is Ahsoka going to take on students as well, but in a very Ahsoka way of like, Hey, whoa, we're not Jedi and we don't have to be Jedi. We can do our own thing. I'm going to train you to, to just be good at this and to do mm -hmm. good with it. Um, because mm -hmm. we do see the emergence of Ahsoka the White, which mm -hmm. is our yes. retcon, which I love, actually. I love. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, it, within no within the Within the story that they're telling here, it, it, it does work a, a, a lot, especially going into what is essentially going to be the third act of this show, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, like getting the gray robes and, um, you know, it's it's still kind of just the blanket that she's wearing, Sage, that it's you... It's an uh... upgrade from the blanket. It's a half blanket. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. got yeah, a yeah. free arm sticking out from under it. I'll say still, it's still giving a little bit of a Snuggie, but it's an upgrade. She's yeah, got, um... I'm telling you, it's just one of those infinity scarves that they're always trying to sell to yeah. moms on TikTok where it's like, you can wear it 18 ways. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a Jedi Snuggie. And, but... you know, 
to to bring it back to Jason, I, I just loved when uh, you know they're they're getting onto the planet and Hera's looking around and she hears who Yang at first, but it's not entirely sure. She tells Jason to like, hey, like stay back, and Jason like hides behind Chopper, uh, yeah. which I absolutely just uh, like adored. And it's just like a little moment of like how much Chopper means uh, not just to Hera because that's Hera's droid, but to to Jason as well, which I just hey, th- really adored. And that's Chopper. That's Chopper character growth too. Uh, yeah. Rebels yeah. era chopper would have been like rub, 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 and then like rolled away <laughs> and yeah. left and left like the kid like hiding. And now, hiding but now position. he has to be like kind of like a uh, like a droid uncle to this kid, yeah. you know. So yeah, <laughs> anybody can dr- grow, even war criminal chopper. Mm. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think I think seeing this this support crew, you know, Hera being like, I've spent my whole life getting to this rank. What does this rank mean if I can't do the right do thing? Yeah. Um, and if nobody's going to listen to me, does the rank mean anything? Yeah, let's go over to Mon Mothma then, because I remember, I think it was last week we were talking about, like, oh, like, maybe, you know, maybe she's going to play, like, Sly under the table, like, she knows Hera, maybe she'll help her out. Um, mm-hmm. But it seems like this week she, it seems like she's tied up more in bureaucracy than we would want her to. So how did y'all feel about uh, that, that check-in with, with Mothma? I'm not surprised by the direction that it went. That doesn't align with what we know about Mon Mothma to me in the many different iterations we've seen of her, both in understanding more about her background as we got to like explore more of that recently and in also how we've seen her, you know, interact and being that kind of like antithesis to a lot of the rebels in a Mm -hmm. lot of way, being the one that keeps the rebels in line, being the person who holds a bit of order that people kind of want to argue with, like, you always got to have that, like, they've put her in a very, like, mother figure antithesis to a lot of the scrappy gunslinger boys, and it always makes sense to me. So I'm not surprised to see it. Once again, Mon Mothma popped up, and me as a simple Star Wars fan went, <laughs> every there time. She is. I love her. I love, I love her, her, and I think it's wonderful, and I think that it's great. And you had to have that balance of, like, Leia's doing her best, but Mon Mothma is not with it. Well, and it's yeah. fun to see, now that we have some of that, some of that detail from Andor of like, if we didn't know what we know from Andor, we would see Mon Mothma probably the same way Carson and Hera see her, which is like every Mm. other bureaucrat that we've met in every other Star Wars show that's like, no, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Like, we just listen, it's cool, but we just got to follow these rules. Why won't you just hush up and follow the rules so we can have this nice thing? We're on the same side here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because she does say, like, look, if you don't get back here and talk to us about this, I can't justify it. Right. Um, And she is trying. It's not entirely nothing to it. But she she does want to believe Hera. But, yeah, it's unfortunate that there's literally nothing that they can bring back. It's a... it, it's a right. fragile, fragile republic and a fragile rebellion right now, you know, and like yeah. it's not uh, it's not doing well. It's yeah. not doing well, the new republic. So it's understandable. Um, yeah. But, you know, kind of seeing seeing all that happen around as this sort of internal conflict is taking place uh, between Ahsoka and Anakin. Um, wow. The things that we got to see. Um, seeing the initial Clone Wars of it all, and what I like is when Anakin starts responding to ah- young Ahsoka when she finds herself in the Clone Wars, his response. Shout, shout out to Ariana Greenblatt who also uh, played a uh, young uh, Gamora in Infinity War. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's right. 
If you need a baby badass, you call Ariana Greenblatt. I love it. She knows there's a balance to all things. So um, what I like is in that initial moment, we don't know if Anakin is responding to her in the moment or is responding mm -hmm. the way he did. Cause she's yeah. like, what, what's going, it's the clone wars. And he's like, obviously it's like, what do we do? <laughs> Fight. Like yeah. he's talking to her like, and then what about my training? This is your training. This is all stuff that could have happened on the yeah. day. Yeah. So and the, the, the way fact they that play it's so that. vague. Yeah. The way mm -hmm. that it's so vague and the way that they frame that script to, you know, build to the further point of how everything between their relationship, how Anakin is a person that like you could you see and feel everything kind of all at once. It was very well yeah. done. It, uh, I and just just having that moment of, um, hey, I'm a kid and you mm -hmm. sent me into battle with all of these adults and they died and I'm trying to deal with that. And we see the sort of, you know, episode two ish to three ish Anakin. That's just like my dude. That is what happens. Let's go. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but this is war now. I was like, and I love the way he puts it. He's like, no, that was peacetime Anakin that was training you. And now it's wartime and yeah. we go fight or you die. Yeah. And I don't have time. You're, she's like 11 or 12 at this point. And he's like, I don't have time to deal with this. We need to go kill more people now. Right. And it's like, oh, you can really see where, and if I had not watched the Clone Wars series or Rebels, I think this is such a good episode Summation. for anyone who is new to this to just be like, oh, I get it. Yeah. I, get I get it. it. I get it's how she kind of ended up like this. Yeah, mm -hmm. especially even if it's just like the last couple of seasons of Clone Wars, that's like kind of the trajectory that they push ah Ahsoka uh, down towards of like being able to realistically look at what the Jedi were and what they are now and her complicated uh, feelings about that. And, you know, she has the, the line here of, you know, um, mistakes cost lives and, you know, how Jedi – should honestly probably feel a lot more about that uh, mm -hmm. rather than they did during the the Clone Wars. And uh, just the, you know, her not continuing to follow Anakin and we see the shot of him quickly, like, turn into Vader and then turn back and all that Good whole shots. framing, the the editing around it, just all, that whole effect, that entire sequence uh, was absolutely uh, beautiful and gorgeous and uh, just, again, like can you I, were saying, if you, you missed... I'm oh, sorry, go on. Uh, no, I, I was I, just going to say, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, like, I, I think if you haven't seen Clone Wars, I think, you know, I th not a huge, like, not a whole summation, but I think does, is, like, a pretty, if you're never going to watch that show, mm -hmm. that's, that's all you really need uh, to yeah. understand, like, what Ahsoka went through. For the lens of this character... Yeah, 100%. It's explained. It's explained. Um, but I will say, one of the things that I loved, you're talking about these framings and these, the way these shots I wanna are hear. I want to hear about what you yeah. loved right mm -hmm. after a word from our sponsors. Oh! This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps lower your bills all in one place. And it has surprised multiple people uh, at kind of funny, multiple of my friends at how many subscriptions they have that they forgot about and are still paying for. It's so easy to cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money, it does all the work for you. Rocket Money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. 
All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money will take care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and helps lower your bills all in one place. Stop wasting money on things that you don't use, cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. That's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. This episode's brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. You can get in on the NFL week two action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code KINDAFUNNY to to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code KINDAFUNNY. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPENY or text HOPENY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. You can call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort KS. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. CTKNG.co slash football for eligibility. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All right, Carboni, what did you love? What I liked about these shots, these these uh, sort of flashbacks slash training slash whatever shots, it made me realize, hey, they could go lighter on the um, on the volume stuff and the digital environment stuff, and mm-hmm. just put more things in like dramatic light and fog. Like, yeah. I, I, like, listen, the whole thing with ILM has always been, and the thing with Lucasfilm has always been pushing the technology of film forward just as much as making films, right? So yeah. I understand why they why they want to use all the newest stuff all the time. But there was something particularly with a battle scene, particularly with these clone with the Clone Wars battle scene and the the Siege of Mandalore. Oh. The Siege of Mandalore scene because it was in this like fog and there was the vignetting and there was like I was like this feels like such a real battle to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cuz cuz at the same they time accomplish like she's actually, you know, uh, like approaching people, actually fighting people. It feels like it's still like a physical space, mm-hmm. um, which just the choreography for it all. It it, it did really feel like um, one of the sequences that you would have seen at the the last arc of the Clone Wars. Right? It was yeah. absolutely we, fantastic. We got a Maldalorian, dude. We yeah, got a live action yeah. Maldalorian. We got and we got to see, it, it, it was like you know you like uh, again shout out to to Captain Rex which was mm-hmm. such a fantastic uh, moment but mm-hmm. like blink and you miss it kind of uh, thing like you see a couple of the five oh first members that have the Ahsoka like paint on their masks which was mm-hmm. absolutely awesome my yeah. one thing about this is that because we're having Ariana Greenblatt do both Ahsoka kind of near the beginning of the Clone Wars and then we're doing uh, Ahsoka at the very end with the Seas of Mandalore it's like there's a pretty big gap like uh, uh, granted like you see how young she is at the beginning of the mm-hmm. Clone Wars and like how much of like uh, in her late teens she is uh, yeah. at the end of the show so it's like you don't really get a sense of like how, how much long time it's passed. Yeah, yeah. But I, <laughs> at the same time, I can understand from like a, a storytelling perspective of like either way, she was still really fucking young to be dealing with all of this and to be in this oh, religious absolutely. order. And yeah, th- you know, and, leading and all of these that, men. 
the world between worlds too, and I, I don't want to use this as a way to, to just brush off anything that feels inconsistent, but remember that the world between worlds is like, she's seeing her, like, she's seeing herself the way she thought of herself during this. And so mm -hmm. she That's probably totally saw herself as like, I was a child through all this. I shouldn't have been a part of this. I was a child. And so yeah. for me, it's okay that she didn't, that she didn't age, even though I thought the same thing you thought. I was like, you know, between the ages of 11 and 17, like kids change, kids change. Yes, definitely. <laughs> when we get to like the siege of Mandalore and he's like, I don't yeah. recognize this one. And she's explaining that. And that obviously mm. she would be, uh, she would be older there. I was, I was, it wouldn't have fit in the scene, but I was really hoping if like they just try to fit in like a 20 second lore drop of like, yeah, and Darth Maul was here and just like to explain it to people who have not watched Clone Wars. Just it a, would not just have a worked. hundred Tamora Morrison's running by, all of them saying different lines of it. He's yeah, like, yeah and this happened. That's right. And then we did this. But <laughs> I have an opinion on the age thing because okay. I think the age thing is that Anakin brought her here. Mm -hmm. at this age he brought to show her and these memories that were important to her training of her as a child uh and that because he's like i don't recognize this one is her kind of like taking control over it and showing mm -hmm. him something so yes. that to me justified her not changing in age in that he had set up this scenario and mm -hmm. she is like starting to manipulate it and like yeah. kind of like her own psyche is like taking control of it a little bit that i thought yeah. was actually very cool which is cool because it's also what he wants, right? Like he wants her to to fight him and get yeah. mad at him, and then and then decide like, no, I want to live, and not only do I want to live, I want to live my way, and I finally, I finally know, and I'm okay with what that way is. You know, mm -hmm. watching Ahsoka, um, and this is something like, yes, there's more in this show if you watched all this other stuff and you know the deep lore. It's always going to be that way. Not everything is for everyone. I think this show <laughs> works no matter what, but knowing what we know about ahsoka going from padawan to fulcrum to the, to to sort of like what what people considered like the closest thing to a gray jedi in continuity going her own way doing she's kind of the green lantern like the hal jordan of the jedis where she's just like <laughs> i don't want to be green lantern anymore okay but now i'm green lantern but now i don't want to be anymore like she's one of those characters right yeah and 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 it's cool to kind of see her hit this moment which I'm sure hit harder for us than it did for somebody who's just jumping into Ahsoka. Yeah, I bet. But it was cool to see this moment of like, no, I know what I want and I know who I am. Yep. Yeah, yes, um, it, yeah. and like it, like the show in this whole sequence, right, where like uh, they start fighting kind of on the, the landscape where the they show the seeds of Mandalore, which again was great choreography. Uh, mm -hmm. I know Hayden Christensen's a big like choreography nerd when it comes to like the the like lightsaber stuff and he really got to show off in this, which I absolutely he, loved. He, he did so the back cool. to world, which was so fucking cool at one point. Uh like earlier on, I just I I, I think we might have uh, skimmed over it, but the I haven't taught you everything moment before we get mm -hmm. into like the the past stuff and he you know crashes down the floor and that like what causes like the you know ahsoka to kind of look back the at the reality moments. of the world between worlds and it's just like you didn't nope. see that coming which is the most Love anakin it. force ghost whatever this love is it. type of thing that yeah. i absolutely it's also you want to talk about the bugs bunny of it that i love too <laughs> and when i say bugs bunny it's not a negative thing how come when he cuts it only her side falls. It's very Daffy Duck and Marvin the Martian. Yeah. Of like, yeah. no, yeah. I'm sawing, I'm sawing the plank, 
but only your side of the plank falls. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, He's controlling what she sees. He is yeah. manipulating the entire visage. It makes perfect sense to me. No, it's good. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it, it, it's very good. But I, I, I love the, you know, at one point he says, like, you've learned uh, uh, nothing because she's trying to push back against, like, uh, of them being more... And at one point, you know, this entire conversation has been f- kind of framed around uh, throughout the entire episode of, of you, you get to choose to live or die. And uh, that could be looked at as kind of um, through the lens of like light side and dark side in a way. Because at one point he says like, again, like live or die. And she responds, no. And he goes, incorrect. Yeah. Like you can only <laughs> pick one, man. So there's a little bit of I, I felt like maybe a, a, a slight Filoni commentary there of like yeah. uh, we know people love the idea of great Jedi but may, there's you know there's got to be a choice you, at the end of the day you don't get to you don't get to do it you don't get to do it and, and, and one of the things that I like is is Anakin is also coming from a, a point remember that what he says is Anakin Skywalker is dead he says it for half his life yeah he tells him Anakin Skywalker is dead yeah and in his mind it's like you I had to make this choice multiple times like don't yeah. worry choosing live or die is not like you can you can choose it again yeah <laughs> but you have to keep in mind which one you want <laughs> yeah I think uh, that was really interesting i think that um i just wanted to also reference uh going back to the siege of mandalore and her choosing to show it right now was mm-hmm. also a very interesting contrast to the way that it came up with sabine last week um, yes. and that it is top of mind for both of them that when we delved into the psyche of Ahsoka, she is also talking about, so in the contrast of him showing what he put her through, she is also thinking about not only what she's been through, but what she put Sabine through in Anakin's position. So like I, the cycle uh, yeah. continued because of what he did to her. And I want to see, eyes. yeah, and I want to see that, you know, this is the payoff that I've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want, I hope that we get to see it maybe next week or the next two weeks, maybe before they're reunited, I'd like to see another flashback or something where we finally get to, like, understand what the direct conflict is between the two of them. Yeah, what was the inciting moment that, like, made uh, Ahsoka and Sabine split up? Yeah, I would would Mm -hmm. love to, whether it's a flashback or even just, like, a conversation of, like, yo, I fucked up, I failed you as as a master here, let's actually talk about it right um but do you think I, they split up do you think there was an inciting incident because i have fully just taken it as ahsoka just abandoned her because i've taken it as like mm. sabine doesn't know why ahsoka left her and that's why mm-hmm. we've not gotten the explanation and like i have all of the things that i know about ahsoka that i can use to justify i'd still love for them to tell us these things but like Everything we know about Ahsoka, everything we know about the way that she has, like, seen history play out and she fears the way that it plays out and because of Anakin leaving her, I saw it as Ahsoka abandoned Sabine without reason, without cause, without a point activating it. She left her. Yeah. No, I, I see that. I, I, I see that. And definitely there was some stuff that sounded like that, but there was also, like, very pointed mentions of the Siege of, the siege of Mandalore. And I just want to know what that what that's all about for them that's all i'm sure there's yeah. something to it and i'd like I to agree know what i would that is. love to see more um, um also the... where's the bendu baby if we're in the world between worlds where's the bendu i mean i'm the bendu i want the bendu <laughs> 
do we know if he like has like a, a connection to that whatsoever? Because we the saw ben- him on the on the planet where they were hiding out in Rebels, but I, I I never took him as someone who would be just hanging out in the world between worlds. Dude, the Bendu has access to all the magics. Okay. He was he was responsible. He did the trials with Ezra. He did the <laughs> he did the Specter of Maul, the Force Vision shit. The Bendu should be there, man. If we've got Purgles and we've Ugh. got the world between worlds, and we don't have actual wolves, but the bad guys are named after wolves, there's only one felony thing that I am missing, and that's the, the Bendu. fucking Bendu, baby. Yeah, uh, give me that Bendu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, to bring it back to the kind of the end of the. No, uh, okay. I'm alone on the Bendu as always. Yeah, you are. Uh, Usually, I'm with you, Anthony. <laughs> I like the Bendu, but I, I don't know if I need him for for live action. But, yeah, I don't. Uh, don't need it. <laughs> so uh, at the end of this uh, kind of internal conflict uh, uh, or external conflict that Ahsoka is kind of going through, a little bit of both, like uh, the entire uh, scenario going on here. I love that you know there's the yeah the line of you lack conviction, and then mm-hmm. near the end of the the this awesome fight that they have. Um, Anakin at one point says, time to die, and Ahsoka says, uh, finally, I, I choose to live. And he says, there's hope for you yet, uh, which I, I absolutely loved. And at one point, you know, Ahsoka takes the – oh, my camera is frozen. Um, at one point, uh, Ahsoka takes uh, Anakin's lightsaber, and I don't know if it was the lighting. I was kind of watching my TV from far away. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it looks – the way that the lightsaber was hitting her eyes made, made Ahsoka – look a little bit like she also had uh, some Sith eyes going on there, which I thought I think was, that a, was an interesting I, choice. Yeah, I think that was definitely trick of the light and reflection and stuff, and, and mm-hmm. but it was it was very cool in that moment because of the intensity and sort of the emotion between the two of them. Man, I hope that this makes people who were not on board the we need more Anakin Skywalker train, I hope this puts them there. You know what I yeah. mean? Because I, I think it does in a way that... Um, you know, in Obi-Wan, he was definitely playing Vader. He yes. was Vader. There were moments of Anakin. loved it, personally. Mm-hmm. But I do love conflicted Anakin, and we, we just didn't get enough conflicted Anakin for me, and I want to see more of it. But I also I... like seeing this alternate Anakin that, that could have been what everybody needed. You know, and you get this flash of it and he's using the fact that he's Vader in the world between worlds like he's using it. But at the end, he's like when he's like, oh, you you know, you you might learn something. Yeah, there's hope for you yet. It's like at the end of it all, he becomes Anakin again. Mm -hmm. And man, it's always cool to see those moments of like cool, good guy Anakin. Vader was always about power. He needs this power to save Ahsoka right now. His most Mm -hmm. powerful form will always be Vader. He was always a more powerful Sith than he was a Jedi, so it makes Mm -hmm. sense that he is tapping into the dark side to leverage power, and that's the struggle of the Force. The struggle of the Force is the reality that the dark side is stronger. And also to frighten her because she's one of the few people right now that knows. And then can we, like, nerd out about it a little bit, though? If you're talking about that, like, the red cast where it almost looks like it, it's like his evil, his darkness, his Sith is so powerful that you see it spilling onto her in the ways that it does reflect her in the way Mm -hmm. that she is shut down and cold and afraid and afraid of becoming him. The way that it, like, casts on her is such a cool visual storytelling device. Yes. Of, like, yes, the red is coming from him. It is not her eyes glowing red, but, like, it casting on her is like 
this is exactly what you're afraid of becoming. This is mm -hmm. exactly, in my opinion, why she walked away from mm. being a master. Well, and she's terrified of being Anakin. Yeah. Well, and this is one of the things when when they talk about Anakin is supposed to bring balance to the Force. He does. He brings sure balance does. to the he brings balance to the Force by getting rid of a corrupt Jedi Order. He does it by giving by by uh, giving birth to his kids. Mm -hmm. uh, Luke Skywalker and and Leia Organa, who will help to balance things out, and also we're seeing more and more in these Star Wars stories. He did it. He did it kind of through Ahsoka too. Like he was kind of the he was kind of the master that Ahsoka needed to set her out on this path of becoming Fulcrum, becoming this this kind of lone agent, and now kind of figuring out who she is and becoming Ahsoka the White. Uh, which yeah. I add. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna just be this image for the the rest of the show here. Barrett's uh, in the world between worlds. I'm in the world between oh, no. worlds, and my camera to is live. as uh, overheated. But I do choose to live, uh, just as uh, Ahsoka did, <clears throat> who I love. Like, kind of wakes up in water, and this is like a very uh, kind of um, popular literary device of you know now, is uh, there water any representing re rebirth. All of is this there stuff. any like religious imagery of that at all? Have we seen anything like that? No, 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 never. Okay, never. I don't think so. Because I think it's a powerful image, but I have no idea why. Uh, oh, are you talking about the shot where she's like underwater? No, I'm talking uh, about water. Yeah, and then she comes out of the water. Oh yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> I, I I could not think of anything that you could be referencing or thinking uh, from yourself. But, but it's, it's cool. Definitely, I think more people should use it. Yeah, more people should use it, and definitely not enough. But I I I I loved the the shot of like uh, it's a good from, shot though. <laughs> yeah, her underwater, and she's uh, being saved, and then of course, like uh, through rebirth, right? She she puts on the the white robes and the like the also the kind of white armor underneath as well. Mm -hmm. um, is this the first time we've seen Ahsoka without a headdress when she wakes up on the the ghost or wh whichever ship she was on? Because I don't know oh. if I've seen her face um, actually just go into her uh, tendrils. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah. I don't know that we have. That's a great it was question. A very, it was a very weird shot because obviously as well, they were just like really just leaning into this like, let's just lean into all of this uh, almost religious imagery where you see her kind of waking up on the ship and then just like the one light is lighting her directly. I was like, this is a weird shot. And then it cuts to more of like a, a close-up shot of her. And I was like, this is this is really weird and I don't know why. And then I was like, wait, she's not wearing a headdress. Yeah, you can see the mm -hmm. like point where like her face connects to it. Uh, it's the thing where you go, oh yeah, not a hat. Oh yeah, it's yeah. not a hat. Oh yep. yeah, they're not wearing hats. Uh, the final thing that I, that I do want to say about this, uh, about this episode is uh, when I watched, you know, if you watched it when it was still called episode five, Shadow Warrior is such a cool, cool name for this because it's... Um, it's basically, it was created by Akira Kurosawa, the term, um, to talk about sort of like the lone samurais and his and the style of samurai in his movies, which were obviously like a big influence on George Lucas. But then also Shadow Warrior is who Anakin is during this episode. Shadow yep. Warrior is like talking about all these things. Like, it's just one of those things that we really love where it's, I like when they have the episode names that have 18 different meanings, and this was one of them. Fun. Um, and then uh, we get to the kind of last uh, act here of the the episode where Ahsoka wakes up. I, I love the <clears throat> kind of interaction she has with uh, with Jason here I again because this is happening after her finding 
refinding her conviction. She felt a little bit more like, uh, you know, how Ahsoka would talk to to Ezra or Sabine back during the Rebels time. Uh, yeah. Just like from that moment, I, that was when it all clicked for me of like, that's what they've been doing. This is what they've been kind of building up towards. Uh, and I, I just really loved it. Jason walking away with Hu Yang. He's like, you guys have a training room? Oh, Can God, you train so me? Good. No. Hu Yang forever babysitter. I love Hu Yang. <laughs> no. Yes. No. <laughs> the forever babysitter. Do you know how to do you know how to build a lightsaber? Yes. Can I can I build one? No. It's, he's he's the best. I love He'll that. He'll never David get Tenen away went, from helping children build lightsabers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um and then, and then uh, Purgle, we get this baby. whole yeah, we get to Purgle time where uh, Hera has to kind of like fend off the 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 fleet, or the, I think this is where Hera talks to to Mothma, um, mm-hmm. and Ahsoka's trying to put together a, a, a plan since they don't they can't use the map anymore, uh, and she sees the Purgle uh, up in the up in the yeah. clouds, and she's like, "All right, time to finding Nemo, this thing, baby." Yeah, um, Carson during this is so hilarious because Carson's uh, so good. Whatever I forget what that captain's name is, but the but she's just like. Uh, you've got to stop. He's like, can't stop. Got a mission. Uh, there's no mission. And like, well, there is. Car- Carson will allow himself to be pushed to a certain point. He's like, and then she's like, okay, uh, tractor beam, and you're in trouble. He's like, no, I'm not in trouble because you're right. You're right. Like, Carson will only go so far. And yeah. that's one of the things that I actually like about Carson. He's one of those like, he's one of those like neighborhood like dudes who's just like, I can't get in so much trouble that I can't help anymore. And that's mm-hmm. his whole thing. And yeah. I love He's smart. It was a smart guy. And I, I talked to, I, I alluded to this line earlier of just like, there, there's something cynical in my head going on when uh, the, the captain of that ship was like, we're all on the same side here. But it's, uh, it, there's just something that felt like off to me. And it's just like, I, I don't know if, when people say well, that, I just, just watched, don't trust them. She just them. watched her captain get stabbed by a giant wolf man. So, I mean, yeah. you know, she's she's probably, probably agree, a little by though. the book right now. I think it was said a little bit weird. I think mm-hmm. that they focused on it and they lingered on it to create an emotion in us of uneasiness. I think yeah. there is, uh, there's a lot of different ways to do good. A lot of people have very different ideas of what good is. Yes. Um, and and I, uh, I think right now I she's was also one like, of those. Ooh. Yeah, I think right now she's one of those very by the book uh, don't you're not going to change anything because remember she's also new to command. Guy mm-hmm. just got stabbed by a lightsaber like two days ago. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> so she's probably <laughs> she, she's not somebody you can tell that you're doing something off the books. Absolutely not. But I don't think she's sinister. I think she's just one of those bureaucrats that we've come to know and hate. So I agree. I don't Who think knows? it's sinister. I do think it's things where like in in the area of I'm trying to do good. Uh, we're not always going to agree with what everyone does yeah. in it, and there's an interesting thing there. Uh, but we're we're off to find Sabine. Yes, we uh, we, we are, and uh, yeah. Car- what what is Ahsoka's plan essentially here when uh, of using the Purgle? This is the most Anakin thing I've ever seen Ahsoka do, and I love it. Yeah, right. That's why I like it. Is because after this after this confrontation with Anakin. She does a very Anakin thing, which is, well, whales go that way. That's it. That's the thought. Yeah. Whales yeah. go that way. <laughs> we can't go that way fast enough. Whales fast. And yeah. this feels like this feels like something that Anakin would do to Obi-Wan. This is, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just like, 
everybody get in the whale mouth and it's like anakin no <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, it's, yeah, it's very Clone Wars, like one of the weirder arcs that we might have gotten from Clone Wars, which, again, I absolutely love. I love the plan is just we're going to go inside their mouth. Yeah. I was like, and oh, my she, God, she we're doing the Finding Nemo thing. Yeah, she <laughs> says to Hu Yang, she's, he's like, it may not, we may be going like the wrong place. It's like, but we're not going anywhere. Yeah. Going yeah. somewhere like it could go, it, going nowhere. Yeah, it's like it could go anywhere be, uh, better than going nowhere, though, mm-hmm. which I absolutely love. And shout out to the, you know. Hera and Jason also, like, trying to help, like, uh, coordinate everything. And Jason's kind of taken in, like, oh, it's like the stories you told me about Ezra flying off with the Purgle. And uh, Hera kind of uh, reminiscing about that a little yeah. bit. I, I just absolutely <laughs> adore now, now, remember, son, whenever you see Purgles, somebody dies and somebody never comes back. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> so... I guess to end this episode of the screencast here, um, I've got a couple of questions. Uh, Hmm. Obviously, Hera wasn't able to go along for the ride uh, with Ahsoka and Hu Yang. Um, But also, uh, before I get into this thought, shout out to just uh, seeing the Purgle do the the jump in live action. Very cool. Love that. So cool. Loving to see, like, their back ends, like, kind of light up as they're getting ready, which is awesome. Um, you know, there's a little bit of, you know, Mothma not holding it over Hera, but a little bit of, hey, you could be stripped of your rank here. Where do we think Hera's kind of journey goes from here after uh, trying to help Ahsoka kind of, you know, off the book here a little bit? Ultimately, I think she walks. I don't know if it happens during this series, but ultimately she she leaves the New Republic. I think that's I think that's what happens. What about you, Sage? Yeah, I think this is her journey in losing faith in the order she's a part of, which we see a lot in Star Wars. Um, I think that there probably won't be a ton of the exploration of the middle point because it's already very well justified in this. Um, I think that she has a kid to look out for and protect, and she has uh, a kid who's also, like, wants to do more and using the force and using these things where she's like, ooh, I don't know if I want you to do that. Now you have to deal with having the most specialist boy kid, which Star Mm -hmm. Wars loves the most specialist boy. Uh, So I think in the interest of following uh, his abilities, following Jason uh, in potentially receiving Sabine when she comes back, uh, I think that the end of this show is her departure with like this chosen family outside of the Order. New Republics, most most of them never seen a space wizard there's no yeah. room in the there's no room in the computer for space wizard. If your kid's a yeah. space wizard, they don't know how to deal with it. It's but also <laughs> everybody's a space wizard. Yes, so yes, a lot of people can be space wizard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then the last question, obviously, is uh, now we're making the the big jump here. Um, what do we, what do we think this other galaxy they is going to be like? That come out this is in we have San three more episodes. I, <laughs> San Francisco, California, oh, 1973. God. I hope it looks exactly like the Star Wars universe that we know, um, except there's just, like, one thing a little off. Like, the color palette's a little different, and everyone wears a hat. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Hat people all the way down. I like that. Uh, I I, I like if, like, uh, Thrawn is like, oh, finally, I can stop wearing this hat, you know? Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, we have three episodes left. Uh, I feel like there's a lot still to focus on with Ahsoka, maybe on the journey uh, to this other galaxy before she, they're able to even catch up uh, with uh, with Morgan. And we didn't see any of the you know the antagonists this episode, which was uh, kind of crazy outside of you know weird Anakin both sides of the Force type of thing. But I think yeah, next episode, I think next episode is going to be focused on. Sabine being with them and we probably mm-hmm. won't see a lot of our guys until kind of towards the end of the episode where they're getting closer to meeting up probably mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, I agree Thrawn with that. and penultimate I'd like to see Thrawn in seven. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to wait until the very last episode to see Thrawn. Yeah, that's why I, I, I think second to last episode. I think, I think seven is Thrawn. Seven. I, you know, there's the shot of him in the trailer where you just see his back and he's uh, kind of walking onto the uh, the hyperspace ring that they've built. Yeah. Um, but then there's the other shot of him in the trailer hula hooping, and I don't know how they get from one to the other. And that's why I'm saying I'd like to see him in seven. There's, <laughs> I think, I think, I think the bridge, the bridge walk that we see, is big, big reveal at the very end of seven. And then mm. eight is a Thrawn heavy episode. That's what I'd like. Yeah. I would, and this is just like personal selfish reasons. I could see the uh, walking onto the uh, the ship as the big moment at the very end of episode six. Um, just okay. because you just I, want, I. You just want <clears throat> your boy. You want, you're like, I could see Thrawn coming in at the opening of the next episode. And he sits down and he looks at the camera and he says, Barrett, I love you. And I've always loved you. And I know that's what you want. <laughs> I know it is what I want. It is what I want. I want it for you. I want it um, for you. <laughs> uh, did I fall in love with Thrawn and his uh, lieutenant during the, the Thrawn book that uh, Zahn wrote back in like 2018? Yes, yes, I did a little bit, all right? Because they're fucking awesome. The Thrawn books the are so good. You're talking they're about so Rook. Good. Before there was Bodhi Rook, there was Thrawn's Rook. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I, I, I hope you find it. I would, I would find it interesting in the show with like so much of overlooming of What's going on here is Thrawn's return, and I, I, I think it would be, I don't know, like there, I think there's still a lot to unpack with Thrawn, a lot mm-hmm. to unpack with Ezra, uh, whether you know Ezra's big, alive. Or, are you ready? This is my big prediction. This is my big mm. hot take to end the show with. No Ezra, at all. Yeah, no, and, and and that's the thing. It's like even if there is no Ezra, there's still going to be un- a lot to unpack with that, and so there's I, no I feel Ezra. like. You think there's no I w- Ezra? I would personally like to see like two episodes of them unpacking that stuff. Mm-hmm. I could see it maybe being boiled down to one, but yeah, that's just you just think cause... we don't find Ezra. Yeah, mm. we don't. We're not going to he- see or hear or anything of Ezra. I think we end. I think we end with Sabine looking at that hologram again. Oh, I think I think that's how. But we in a end. different context and light, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a in a galaxy where everyone's wearing hats. <laughs> And Good on night, that everybody. note, yep. Wednesday's Thank you all so much for joining us. There's three more episodes, us. all Thrawn. Yeah, well, no, not all Thrawn, but a little, bit, a little bit more of Thrawn. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us uh, for the Kind of Funny screencast where we break down all the biggest and nerdiest shows you could possibly want right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny and on podcast services around the globe. Tim will be back next week. Again, he was on assignment swinging around with everybody's favorite webhead, the Heroes. Carboni, where can people find you? You can find me everywhere online at A Carboni, except for Twitch, where I'm at Anthony Carboni. And Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning on Pixel Circus with Sage. You did 
not mention the Twitch thing last week, and I thought for a second, did he get a Carboni back? But that's it's sad to hear that you're still struggling. No, I've that. petitioned my congressman and everything. Oh, wow. Sage, where can people find you? You can find me everywhere on the internet, at Not Sage, as well as Wednesday, who has joined us two weeks in a row for the screencast here. Wow. She just, yeah. The screencast. it's about... Oh! Uh, there you go. Uh, yeah. And you can find me with Anthony, of course, on It's Too Early. We just uh, revealed our new set today. Ooh, that's very exciting. Make sure to check all of that out. Thank you all so much for joining us for another episode of the Kind of Funny Screencast. But until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.